we rolling? We started? Is yeah, this we, it? We, 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 this is yet, reasonable yet, ignorance? Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. We got you. Yes, sir. Now. This is the ignorant shit you like. I am King Cooler. This is the ignorant shit you like. I'm not This is the ignorant shit you like. Come on. This is the ignorant shit you like. You know the movie has when a motherfucker got a nine chasing a chicken. Bombs! Reasonable Ignorance, episode 52. Magic. Ray Lewis. Doing the, the squirrel dance. One of the greatest metal linebackers of all time. No. And to us. It's our one year anniversary show. One year. One year. Feeling good, feeling great, probably feeling the same. Reminiscing on a dress in my memory lane. Devil flaunting with a flirt and could drive me insane. So my music never asked him more like a train. Trying to keep me feeling under, I'm losing my head. Said he's sick in the cool, drop the radio head. They see it, keep me dead. Speaking of billboard. Once you get a moment of it, you hunger for more. So the glory, glory ale. I'm searching for a steal, cause only lack of cash money turned the bishop to a steal. The ghetto, not the problem, the problem is in the spirit. The spirit searching for heaven, and heaven was never near it. Was raised on the knives and with God and rock. So one love, loving life, and microphone fiending up. The reason why I smile for keeping the hope alive. It's one life to live, and no question I'm a shine. Yeah. One love. Through the lights, chemists and extra glimmer, glitters and gold Stripping from a human being, all that's left is his soul Wrapped into the love, so where it got lost in the darkness Niggas got the Kanye disease, they all heartless Packing nickel plated burners to burn Niggas packing funds instead of packing knowledge They decided to pack a gun Running around, acting reckless and such In the city where the skinny niggas dying is rough Cats can sell more than cars now They having blowout sales, added more sales Cause niggas can't stay out of jail Been in jail half your life, so when you get out The taste of freedom seems bitter Sweet and stale, but still, you realize you would've went to Yale. Now you couldn't get a gig selling car insurance for Yale. Now you stuck in shit's getting real. Should've thought about the consequences before you picked up a steal. Uh, stop the violence. One love. Listen to my homies and my brethren. The nonsense with my conscience is my weapon. I aim and move with a righteous groove. I was raised by soul, hip hop, and kung fu. I spread love, build and dodge hate. Uh, I get it in. Why, why I play? The devil wants test us and he don't play fair. So I'm aggressive on my lessons, offensive. I don't care. I'm trying to give what they trying to take from us. If we don't love ourselves, ain't nobody gonna love us. I'm blessed with breath, so every day I embrace my attitude, excellence. So I can Keep going. Marley Mas Houdini. Yes, sir. <laughs> visual. <One laughs> visual. That was One Love by Visual. Yes, the sir. artist himself is in the building. Bombs. Uh, yes, yes. Turn my bombs yes. up, man. Turn my bombs up. Chicago's very own. Yeah. 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 I decided to go uh, underground with, with it, Mike. You know, I'm bringing, bringing hip hop artists in that's underground hip hop. Um,. And he's of the Latin delegation. I am making waves here. Waves. Can you get me a hood pass through Humble Park so I can give you, you some You know what? I actually, can. I actually can do that. Say that again. I can do that I need for the you. Hood and you pass. know what? You can be my Dominican brother where we are in Humble Park. <laughs> I got you. I'm definitely part Dominican. I can do this. I can do this. Shake a Vera shirt on. 
Yes, yes I'm sir. 34% Dominican. I Dominican sent my, Dutch from <laughs> I sent my dot my 23 the million last week. Dominican so, Dutch. So you went on what forgot it too? Huh? You went on what forgot it too? The who? The uh Ancestry. He lying. I went on Ancestry.com <laughs> 23Me.com. I got my 23 me from Groupon. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hand claps. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> Hand claps. Shout out to my Dominican mommies. You is bullshit. I'm going to the DR. Magic Mike. Yes, what up, what up? 32, what's up, man? How was how you been? Great weekend. Yeah? Yeah. What happened? I live life. I live life every weekend. Even if it's bad, I'm going to keep living it. I don't give a fuck what's happening. Work. I'm, I'm, that's what I wanted to say. On my, I told you what, I, what my motto is. What? Have a great time. That's right. Yeah. That sounds like about a beer it. commercial. Laugh about it. Cry later. <laughs> sound like, uh, what's his name? The most... Uh, the most, uh, what they call a nigga? It's the rest of the man in the world. Yeah. Have a great time. <laughs> Dos Equis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my other co-host here. She's in the building. It was Father's Day. I had a great time on Father's Day. We 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 drank and ate. I cut grass. The whole 88, right? <laughs> yes, no, sir. not just 88 people. Everybody, all the fathers. Yeah? You, you cut grass? Yeah, I that's some that's some real family. father shit though. Yeah, work on Father's Day. You ain't cut no damn grass on Father's <laughs> Day. Right so did. Father's we did Day. seventeen yards. Is you crazy? On Father's Day? <laughs> yeah, that's money. You got to put the cotton down, man. man you can't pick cotton and, and cut grass. I like I like the nice black shit. man needs to rest on Father's Day. You supposed to get get your dick sucked, uh, balls <laughs> emptied, uh, drink cognac, get lobster steak. Shrimp and macaroni and cheese. Can I say something? And balls lick from behind. That's balls. A, balls. That's every day for balls. <laughs> That's every day. I don't have to wait to the yeah, second, second second Sunday in motherfucking June. <laughs> it's every day. I understand. I, I was June team too. So what's the day? Can I give a shout June twenty first. To your yeah, father. today's June 21st. Not yeah. to my father. To the bitches <laughs> who like to come to my inbox on Father's Day for the third Father's Day in a row. To talk and talk to, you to about me their about their niggas who I do not fuck with. Please leave me alone. Please get off my social media. Are they baby <laughs> fathers? And with that, that they is at, that. at celebrity underscore. They do that. <laughs> yes. No, they don't. They do. <laughs> and I got a message Sunday. I don't even fuck with this nigga that you messaging me about. Read what it. are you talking about? Read it. She need a blunt. I, read it and the wings. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna say his name. Oh, no, no, we don't want right. names. We don't want names. We won't want. Hold we on, don't I want deleted it, but I know I got a screenshot. You do. I definitely. And this is my co-host right here, celebrity <laughs> underscore. It's the second Father's Day in the road. This shit has happened to me. Like, what the fuck? Now Father's Day was. Is this bad. from the guy with the 11 inch pulse? No. <laughs> okay, half, make it short. You so Eleven. interested in him? Huh? He really is. He's so interested in <laughs> hey, it. It's, it's an ongoing thing. Please tell Blank, dick riding, Twitter lurking, ain't shit of a father, that he needs to come get his clothes from my house and drop off diapers for his daughter. The life of at celebrity underscore on Twitter. The Twitter life. The person she's talking about, I've never even met. The mysterious Twitter life. Of <laughs> celebrity <laughs> underscore. Hey, but he got some That's clothes. a new segment. He got God damn! That's a new segment. <laughs> mysterious life. Yes. At another chick Fuck house. Fuck that reasonable verse in this, this shit. Baby mama. At his baby mama house, right? But he he's so busy on Instagram and Twitter. 
He getting put out. He don't even know. <laughs> Are she just going through his followers and like telling all of the people that he tweeting to tell him this? Like, girl, what? But the fact that this is the second Father's Day in a row that I got a message from a bitch is like the life. It's always Father's Day. The Twitter life of at celebrity underscore. But besides that, I've been very great. I see. I Father's see. Day wasn't bad cutting grass for me. It I didn't even see my no, daddy. It wasn't it was yesterday. When it was like 485 motherfucking degrees outside, almost had a heat stroke. I had to like really go into the. Like, you're purely dark skinned, so that that that's, I that's, so that's hot, fucked man. up, you know. Because if you was purely in the field, skin. you was the furthest out. And guess what? You know, I had a you know <laughs> how much motherfucking Patron you had. Fathers there had probably two fifths too many. God. So <laughs> it was fucking with me by ten o'clock Monday. And every gas station we went in, me and my man, we, you know, we, we go to get the gas. I mean, you know, we go get the, try to get some ice, Pauls. Okay. He just going to make me play this fucking right. game. Say Pauls. We're trying to get some ice for the cooler. Right. Six goddamn gas stations. No ice. No ice. They brought all the fucking ice out of Inglewood. That's the niggas who drink Father's lean. Day. That's the lean drinker. <laughs> oh, my is God. Is that what it is? Yeah. So, like, the fifth. Is that what it is? Why is no ice in the fucking gas station? You're like, yesterday was Father's Day. Them you pints know, came you know in. Oh, and wow. The pints coming in. And so. Uh, back that, that back reserve of that act. That was here. cool. I, I heard from my children. You know what I mean? You no, heard from. Wait, wait. You heard from. Him? <laughs> he yeah, said you know, that shit like he. Ain't, you he, said that real quick. Called, no, you, you heard from him? No, you know a lot of guys. You know it was, it was a lot of upset motherfuckers on. on I agree. Yeah, I agree. On I, I, I heard from mine. Yeah. I heard from my oldest. Yeah, I and didn't my, see my dad. And my phone was acting a fool. I actually called my where old man. Was, where was your dad at? In the house. I know. Where I just he was didn't at. look at him. <laughs> I know what he oh, said. Okay. Ain't it so crazy? My old man stays in San Francisco. Uh huh. So. You know, through if you know me in this show, I've only seen him twice. In my you life. and your daddy, but we have bonded. Look we huh? You and your pops look alike. Yeah, just alike. Y'all all look like Troy Ave. So someone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, that's the crazy part. This, 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 this chick was like, "Why you still even fuck with him?" And I was like, "You know, don't every time we fuck, you say we might. You gotta thank my old man for that." Bombs. <laughs> So. Wait, every time y'all fuck, she says, like, Ooh, I miss Mike. That's what she means. That's what he thinks it's candy for. He said, if anything else, I gotta say thank you for this. She only, she's only calling him by his name, though. So, so we just bonded. <laughs> we bonded over. She only called me by my name. Because you ain't putting in no work, nigga. She, okay. <laughs> You see, okay. he just got dropped oh, off. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, look. Oh, oh look. Look. Um, hey. Reasonable hey. Amos episode. Hey. On <laughs> iTunes and on SoundCloud. We need you to go subscribe, comment, rate, review right now. Um, with that being said, I would like to introduce our guest tonight. Visual, the hip-hop artist Visual. Hand claps. Yo, yo. And That's a fact. our additional guest tonight, the one and only additional pest, Peter Jason. Oh, I thought you were about that. Call me a pest. Peter's not a pest. Our first Peter on the show. Pause. Yes, I'm getting insulted. <laughs> Did you hear what he said, Pete? What's that? Do they call you Peter or do they call you Pete? Either or Pete. Yeah, Pete. Peter, Pete. Yeah, Peter Pete. Jason is the business name, but yeah, I'm Pete. Yeah. Peter Jason is the business yeah. name? Yeah. Yes, got gotcha. you. Visual. What's good? Um, Welcome. Yes. Thank you, sir. Appreciate we, that. We talked about this the uh, 
when I saw you at the Swank PR event. Yes, sir. You stayed on me on it, which yes, is a sir. great thing because I, it's usually me having to chase a, a, a guest on here and everything. I guys, you know, please come, please come, please come. I've been trying to get Queen Key. She would not respond. But anyway, um, I'll help you out, bro. You help me out? Appreciate it. Appreciate um, that, Pete. Welcome. Your, your album just dropped. It just dropped. Yes, sir. Just this past Friday. What's man. the name of the album? The Ambassador. The Ambassador. What can you get it at? Yes, what can the ambassador. Like can, I said, where like, can you get it at? Man, everywhere. Uh, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, um, shit, Spotify, whatever you use, it's there. It's, it's all digital release. Uh, there was no physical CDs for this, so all digital outlets is there. Where? Let's let's get started. Let's get right into it. Yes, sir. Let's do it. This is a, a album that you just released yep. uh, with, with with nothing but features, right? Right, right. And so yes. how many albums is this? Wow. Um, albums... Five maybe. This is my twelfth release though. Your twelfth release. Yes, sir. Congratulations, man. Damn, that's yes, a lot. Yeah. How long you been doing this? How long you been rapping? Oh like, my god. Like, uh, rapping as a professional. What was your first release? <laughs> my first release was titled "Dirty," and it was. Um, when was that? This was in two thousand two, and this was when mixtapes were not. We're still like on them little plastic things with yeah. the two little wheels in the side, yeah. uh-huh. and it got the little like little you know what I'm saying it's a tape. You know yeah, what I'm saying people don't know what that yeah. is no more. Yeah. It's like a you know only us old guys in here know what that is. Right, but, uh, exactly. So uh, this was when mixtapes were on cassette tapes, and um, I didn't know what this was that I was putting out. I didn't know if it was an EP, a mixtape, an album. I didn't know what the hell it was. It was just music I put together. So okay. I can't tell you if it was an album, a mixtape, or whatever. It's just a bunch of songs I did. And, I just wanted to uh, to put it out, you know what I'm saying? And, and I had it on a CD. And um, this was back in the day when I used to be able to go to a you know spot like Dr. Wax or like Gramophone or something. And wow. Just drop. Yeah, exactly. I used to be in Dr. Wax. <laughs> Dr. Hellerick. Wax. Yep. And just be able to, um, man, drop my CDs off and get paid. You know what I'm saying? Like, just boom. Like you they doing knew. consignment back then? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, this was, this was like at a point where like, yeah, yeah. You start with consignment. Then, you know, you start moving units and then. You come back, they know they're moving, and boom, they just giving you cash up front, you know? Okay. So these were the good old days, man, when, you know, CDs were just moving like that. Um, but yeah, man. Independent? Independent, 100%. 100%? 100%. Have you flirted with the majors? Good money. Um, nah. Nah, never have. Nobody's um, reached out at all? Mid-majors or yeah. digital companies at all? Yeah, I mean, I got a, I got a nice distribution deal, you know what I'm okay. saying? So, um... Yeah, you know, but um, that's that's still um. Aside from that, man, that's that's the only people I really break bread with on on the music tip, man. Everything else is just pretty much, you know, all my own workings and doings, man. Um, I've managed my own career. I've, I've man, I've toured France, you know, all doing it by myself. Toured the Midwest, toured the East Coast, toured the West Coast. Um, putting all the work myself, you know what I'm saying. I've done my own public relations, my own management, my own bookings, everything throughout my whole career. Really? Yes, sir. How everything you, yourself? Everything. One hundred percent. How do you time wise manage that though? Like, and how do you like balance it out? Your What's artistry. That? What's time? What's time? You feel me? What's time? <laughs> Just man, I don't. I, I honestly, man, I never thought about it to be honest mm-hmm. with you until I started really meeting people and and they started asking me that question, like, how do you manage it? I was just fucking doing it because I was like, this is all I know. Mm-hmm. I only know to get down and get busy and get my shit heard and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and make a life of it eventually. That was what I wanted to do from the beginning. 
along that's with everybody. Thing. Everybody I was fucking with was like, yo, man, we do this. Like, we're going to rap and da, da, da. And, and that's, that was my mentality until I started doing it more and really putting money into it and really yeah. putting time into it. And I realized nobody really wanted to do this shit but me. But you, exactly. <laughs> I was the only one that really wanted to do it. Motherfuckers, you seen so, that people might have wanted the popularity and fame from it, but they yes, weren't sir. willing to put the work in. Yes, sir. It's kind of yes, like somebody saying they want a new job, but once they get that job, they don't even want to wake up to go to it they, no more. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's hard for somebody to try to get somebody to see your vision. Yeah, yeah. But it's even harder for them to have that same passion. That you passion, have. yeah. That's like, you, like, like that passion means like you'll do it for free. Oh yeah, for, for sure. Free. And I think for that's free. absolutely the mentality you gotta have. It's like like you mentioned having a job. It's like, you know, when I was working regular jobs and, and people were like, Man, I, you know, they cut my hours this week and I'm like, I already know why they cut your hours and you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They cut yeah. your hours because you're a fucking bum. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I'm getting more hours because I'm doing more I'm than I'm supposed to. Exactly. And they're looking at me like, damn, this, this motherfucker's overworking. Mm-hmm. Like, hell yeah. So, and that's how I got promotions at my mm-hmm. job. And that's how, you know what I'm saying? And I was able to pay for my rap shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's the mentality you got to have. A lot of people don't, they, they, ain't, they, ain't, they ain't on that shit, man. Yeah, they like, ain't trying to live that life. <laughs> speaks a lot about at, at a job. Like, oh, no doubt. It's, it's, it's a lot of people that watch you from a distance. Yes, sir. And, after, after, and the way you move, if that body language is not according to mm-hmm. what they want it to be, it, t- it took me a while to figure that out. And yeah. then I just be like, because when, when I was busting tables, the lady was like, you're not moving like you usually move. I was like, bitch, I'm so hungover. Right now, this whole restaurant going to be drunk. This, this is a guy that that's, has um, visual. This is a guy that, who's worked, has dropped paint on people. <laughs> um, drop the cement. Put all the lights. Put all the lights on on the buses. Yeah, you know that was his, <laughs> church, <laughs> his job. Um, he's 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 is a. A real character, a real yeah. Scorpio. Like if you, if you, <laughs> if you, see, see, I knew there was something between. I'm a Scorpio too, man. I knew there was something right here, man. I'm gonna sting you back. I already knew there was something. I'm a Scorpio too, man. November twenty third, right here. November 9th. Yes, let's, sir. Let's go back, uh, visual. Yes, sir. Let's go back. Where? What's your, what's your culture? What's your heritage? Uh, let let us let the people know. Uh, Mexican and Cuban. Really? Yes, sir. So you could make some Orozco Pollo then without Man, no problem, right? I, I can, I can, bro. I got you. Did Next I say time it I correct? come through, no, you you butchered the fuck Arosa, out of me. Arozco, that's yeah. Arozco Pollo. Said, it's Dominican Arosa. Dutch. There we Dominican go. Dutch. Once a Dominican you, Dutch. <laughs> it's no more sour Dutch. It's Dominican Dutch. French fries yep, are crazy. Yep, I'm glad yep. you finally <laughs> fucked the word up, too. Um, how you fuck up a food? Like, you know that. Arozco, how you say it, brother? Arroz con pollo. Arroz con pollo. Close, 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 close. Um, a roast <laughs> Yep. What he? No, not G burritos. I'm not gonna say not that. Not no G. It's he. He. He barrito. He barrito. Yep. Um, you make that. That's not part of Mexican and Cuban, though, right? Nah, it's actually Puerto Rican, but. My wife is Puerto Rican, so you know. Lit, okay, My, it's very, how does that how yeah. does that work? <laughs> how has that worked? I um, thought Mexicans and, whoa, and Puerto Ricans. You, all right, let me. What I'm was a, that wedding like? I'm gonna ask you a question. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question so I can tell you how it works. I'm gonna ask you a question, and this way it'll give you the answer. You ever wake up one day and just wonder, like, damn, what the fuck is going on in my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works. That's how being married to my wife is like. But it's a beautiful thing, though. 
It's a beautiful thing. But did she meet her in Chicago? She's pretty crazy though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Met her in Chicago. Um, met her in high school actually. We're quote unquote high school sweethearts. So what did you what yeah. did you attend high school at? Foreman High School. Yep, on the northwest side. Yeah, no, exactly. So right. you're from where are you from? Man, where am I from? I, I don't know how to answer that, man. I was born in Pilsen, lived in Mexico for four years, moved to Logan Square, um, went all around the city my whole life, man. Lived in a little village for a little bit. Uh huh. But I always moved around, man. I've just I, I traveled since I was a kid, man. I had if I had to go somewhere to, to get it done, I went to go do it. You know, whether it was the bus, the train, walking, taking a fucking cab, whatever the fuck it was, or getting a ride from somebody, I was moving around. You know, I don't really, I don't really tell people like, yo, I'm from this certain neighborhood. I don't, I don't know. It's like I don't tell people I'm Mexican and Cuban. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't move like that. Like that's just me in general. I don't move like that. Why you don't tell people you're Mexican and Cuban? I think it's irrelevant. Okay. I'm bigger than that. You bigger you know than that? I'm bigger than that. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think we all are bigger than that. But you know what I'm saying? That's 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 my because own mentality. Yourself as yourself. Yeah, exactly. You like because I'm gonna tell right away when you see me, like it's a it's a fact. You think I'm a white dude, but then after you get to know me, you're like, yeah, this motherfucker's got I mean, too I, much I knew- swag to be a white dude. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> when I when I first met you, I didn't think white guy at all. I just I knew you know okay. Latin. Because there was a lot of swag involved. So it yeah. was. <laughs> but did you hear the song? One Love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, okay. You grew up in Pilsen. Born in... Born, I was born in Pilsen. Born in Pilsen. Then, Pilsen. I, then I moved to Mexico, lived there for four years. Uh-huh. Where I really... I guess a chunk of my life where I was where I was raised was either like the Northwest Side, which was... I was in Logan Square for a nice chunk. And then um, a little west of that, like uh, Diversity, Cicero. Fullerton Cicero area um, for like my high school years. At Foreman. Foreman, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Um, how was life in in on the northwest side of Chicago? It was very interesting, man. Um, one thing that I always tell people, man, like especially when I was in Logan Square, um, and, and I guess kind of when I was when I was uh, uh, you know in high school too, it was always diverse, man. So a lot of times people talk about segregation in the city, and it's like I didn't know it. I didn't, didn't? know that shit. I didn't. I didn't. Only I only saw it when I went to the South Side. When I went to the South Side, South I was like, man, this city really like the most segregated. Dude, real shit though, and that's what I tell people. Like, like the fact it's a fact in my life since I was a child that the South Side is a whole different world than the North Side. So, so you saying the Northwest Side, it was a melting pot? It was definitely a melting pot. My neighbors were, were Puerto Rican, Polish, Black, Filipino, Russian, Mexican, um, everything you could think of, like. Us being, a, that's why I tell you, like me telling people I'm Mexican and Cuban or this, that, and the third, like it just, it, it doesn't gravitate to yeah. me. It just doesn't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't. Um, and I feel like I lived in a different world, man. Like I just, a lot of people I know from Chicago, they, they don't have that mentality. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't talk like that. They don't move like that. They, I'm just like, they, they boxed they, in. They, yeah, yeah, and it's real. In. And a lot of times, it ain't people's fault. Shit, it is it's what it is. You know, yeah. like I said, I know the South Side. I, I, I was. In, 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 I was born in Pilsen and I grew up a lot in Little Village where my brother, one of my brothers lived. Where's and I little, would see it. Where's little, little Village, village like 26th Street, Central Park, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cali, Kedzie, like between that. Kedzie, that yep, yeah, yeah. Kedzi, between that area. Okay. Um, Let them know where Pilsen is because we got to Pilsen, we, 18th to everybody. Street, 17th yeah. Street, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh-huh. Like Western, Damon. You know what I'm saying? Christiana, around See, I learned all this when I moved yeah. over to the West Side and I know, yeah. noticed on the West Side, 
even when you start getting to the west side, it's a little bit more diverse than the south but side. But even I was gonna say, but even the west side though to me is much more diverse than the, mm-hmm. south, than the side south side because side. the it's west really... side is like, I don't know, man. I feel like we get a lot of our flavor from the west side. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like the new shit is on the west side, yeah. always, constantly. Yeah. Shout like out to all love, the new folks. shit is popping. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I think it's because it's, yeah, over, west it's populated on the west side more than it is the south side. It's over. Like you could walk down Madison, you can't walk down. <laughs> 79. You can't walk you down know what I'm and, and then that's what I think it Peter is. Peter Jason, you've walked down 79th Street before? No. Nah, I just have never walked you down there. I'm going to try to tell you, Peter, this is the king of 79th Street from <laughs> yeah. state to the lake. To the, okay. <laughs> now it's changed now, right? No, no, no. Actually, actually, from the lakefront all the way to. I'll say wherever, to Western. Because I, I, I know how to walk down 79th Street. And, and I have a yeah. I'm from the right. South Side, so I know all about that. I'm from 35th and Halstead. So okay, okay, right, right. Far, right. That's know. why you're a Sox fan. I was wondering yeah. what that. Is. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yes, I, I got you. Go Cubs. But it's, it's it's just the way you carry yourself wherever you at. And I'm saying, make sure you got to have a certain scowl on your face. And in different other areas of the city, you got to mm-hmm. take that scowl off. Got to take that scowl off because mm-hmm. you want to get, get tried. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. You gotta know when to smile, when to smile. You know what right, I'm saying, right. mm-hmm. and, and so to speak. Cause you know you you learn that as you move around the city in in different ways and at different parts of the city, like uh, Hummer Park. Yeah, like they they really they, they know when you're not from. I'll be scared when I oh, be yeah. on North. Once they, I get to North. Avenue with kids, y'all be like, "Fuck, let me yeah, hurry yeah, up." Bro. See, yeah. I'm, I'm more worried about Latin people. Like, I'm I'm Mexican that's and real. my dad's from the Fiji Islands, so I'm a blend. But I don't even look at that. Like Caesar says, that's irrelevant stuff. Yeah. But like when I go to a Latin neighborhood, you, I'm worried because Latin motherfuckers is game bang for no reason. For no yeah, reason. Yeah, exactly. where, where black guys, they, real, they'll be cool with it if you ain't fucking with them or, or looking like a square or something. They ain't gonna be on exactly. shit. But if like if you just Latin for no reason, they'll that's just fuck with you. Yeah. 50th and Winchester. Some guys so, want so to you try said us. You eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and we had our for breakfast, on, huh? For I, breakfast, and, and, and the only thing that said us it was a bunch of Latin Christians out there, and they was doing a door to door thing. And me and my guy said, I "Told my guy that day, I was like, look, man, you can't have that scowl on your face.' He got a natural scowl on his face, <laughs> like a natural me. Like some people just out all the time. Actually, me mugging, yeah. Man, you got to be able to speak. What up, Migo? How you doing, Migo? Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. and and like sometimes he ride up on a block and he'll be looking. I was like, as he rode up the block the other day and he was looking at me. I was like, you looking at me now? Yeah, you look you like looking you at me, me. I said, but that's just your natural face. <laughs> you got to smile like. Think of it's a big Miss Parker out here from Friday, mm. and yeah, where you would smile at her. Hey. <laughs> That's where you got to smile hey. at guys sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> now you just said that you're you're Mexican, and my dad's from the Fiji Island. Fiji Islands. So I don't know what that is. So I don't even like define myself. Fijian. Yeah, so you, you you got uh, you don't even know what Fijian? other bitches look like. Fijian. You ever been over there before? <laughs> nah. No, my dad has no family back. He came from my fucked up story. He came here when when he was like thirteen, went to New York, enlisted early in the army on some lying shit just so he could have some place to go. Okay, came wow. out of Vietnam. Wow, hustling. became a truck driver. True hustling. Now he opened up his own. He retired, and uh-huh. well, first he was a chef. Like uh, he used to cook for movie sets, and then then next thing you know, he became a truck driver, and the next thing you know, he retired, took his retirement money, and started like a silk screening business. Really? He's killing it right now. He's an old ass man killing it. No, okay. no excuses. Yes, yeah. Silk screen no money. Excuses. No, yeah. I know that. And money he took coming. his whole retirement money and just took a chance. So 
That's what I do. I take chances and throw shows. (laughs) Have you been to Cuba? I haven't. I haven't. Not yet? Not yet. You plan on going? Yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely. We all go. I know we all trying to get over there. Yeah, Yeah, they just open it up, though. I'm taking Dominican Dutch with me when I go. I'm there. (laughs) And United United Airlines flies over there. And you know about Cuba and their cars, though? How they have all the yeah, old school cars? Yeah, they're all 50 Chevys, yeah. like 54 yeah. Chevys, 53 mm-hmm. Chevys, yep. They're going to get them Range Rovers over there soon. Yep. Watch. They're going to put them <laughs> over there. They're going to get them Lambos. You, you say you take chances and you throw shows. What kind of shows you do you throw? Um, promote, rather. Basically, well, I do the Right Now Tour. I don't like the word promoter, even though I guess I do promote. But uh, mm-hmm. basically, we do 100% of the production, from the marketing, from the booking, to the artist, to the opening acts, to everything, really. We run the door, run the stage. Um, so we do the Right Now Tour, and the Right Now Tour goes city to city and throws uh, shows on national platforms like South by Southwest, A3Cs. I threw all the... The Right Now Tour's purpose is to highlight the artists that are on right now. So therefore, we had like the famous Dexes, the Katies, Little Herbs, Queen Keys, Cap G's, Little Debbie's. The list goes on and on. You know? Cap G. Cap G's a beast. Is, and he, he buzzing heavy. Yeah. Is Kit, is he's going is... to be huge. Is I'm he gonna? Is he from where? He's from. He's from Atlanta, but his people are from mm-hmm. Cali. So he has like a, a East LA type family heritage. But they were getting his family was getting into trouble, so he skipped over to Atlanta. But um, ties are still strong, and he's rocking and rolling. He's he's signed to Atlantic right now. He is three mm-hmm. What do you mean three hundred? I mean three hundred Atlantic or, or no, regular ass Atlantic. Atlantic. Yeah, you know they're swooping up everybody. He was just here recently, right? Yeah, or we, a listening session. Yeah, April, that was yeah. that was what we yeah, did. We okay, did a show okay, with him in okay. April. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend we, we went low key. Yeah, those. my friend went. Shout out to Cayenne. She was in there. Um, probably just six. Yeah, that was y'all have working with uh, Dex right now. Say that again. Who all do y'all have working with Dex right now? Famous Dex. Uh, I don't work with him on a regular. I just throw shows, you know. Okay. So it's like you know, people want to throw a show. I get the hot hand. I throw him some dollars. I make me some dollars. Yeah, I, I heard he did very well at the uh, summer jam for GCI just recently. Over the weekend, yeah, people rocking with him. You know, he's he's building up his buzz. He's the one right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one. Well, he's the one for the time right now. It's you know, like the every, one every three every three, every three months. It's yeah. a cycle. It's the one. Yeah, then there's the chance. One. So you can only be the yeah. one because you can't be chance. Never. Yeah, right. it's the genre though. That's what allows chance to be chance. If okay. You do, if you do Dex genres music, you can only go so far. Exactly. And that's what I learned a lot on shows. Like when I throw Cap G shows. I have way more potential to do bigger and powerful things, but I don't make that much money. When I throw a famous deck show or a little herb show, which I don't have potentials to get sponsors or whatnot, but I make all the up for cash because I got all the people who come and watch them. Let's go. Let's let's so, get so in, let's get into it. Okay, let's get into it. Now, you don't want to call yourself a cons promoter, right? Well, I do it, but I do so much. I do like do the management, stuff. the production yeah. show. So this is how it all started. Like I did Video World. You know, I did, like, History Channel shit on Gangland. That's where me and Caesar kind of met up. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> we we basically... Uh, How long you doing... guys been knowing each other? Man, I, I bumped into Caesar, uh, Visual a long time ago. Man, we probably bumped into you, each you other about, about 10 years ago. about to call you by your government. You know yeah, I don't right? even call it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's a Caesar different. from Black different. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, I know Visual. We bumped into each other. Um, then we kind of, like, went different ways for no reason. Just, like, you know life or whatnot and then yeah, we bu- started bumping into shit yeah. we started bumping into each other a lot and uh i recently left a, a video production company that i fu- that i that i started with so i was kind of like just out here doing these shows and i was like looking for people who were like-minded and uh started rocking with visual real heavy and we just kept going from there now you have hello hip-hop yes sir 
Talk to us about that. Uh, hello, hip hop man. So um, started out um, it was actually it was actually a mixtape I dropped man that was called Hello Hip Hop, and um, about maybe six months after I had dropped that mixtape, I was given the opportunity to do um events at a, at a subterranean in Chicago in Wicker Park. Um, somebody I know was doing a, a monthly there. And they couldn't do it no more, so they're like, man, you want to take over my monthly? And I was like, of course, man, you know. And they're like, yeah, you know, I know you got the network to be able to, to get the right artists in here, so what? Um, so I started doing it, man. After about a year, um, they really liked what I was doing, so we went to um, to a weekly. So I was doing weekly events there. And from all that, man, I just started, you know, I started with all the people that I was rocking with already, people I had come up with and people that I knew, you know, some of my mentors in the game. And, um, you know, they were they were performing, DJing and things like that. And then um, I was like, man, I, I really, you know, enjoy rocking with everybody I've been working with. But um, I wanted to expand. I really wanted to make it a platform for people okay. that, um, you know, where they could they could perform for the first time or, or, or they could really come through if if they're coming out of town on tour and they need a spot to rock or whatever it may be so i started kind of getting into that man and i started doing competitions as well i do a yearly competition with hello hip-hop it's called protect your essence um we were giving away like music videos photo shoots all kinds of things and we actually just gave away a distribution deal in this last one that we had um the first week of june so um no doubt no doubt so yeah man it, it grew it grew from events and then about maybe two to three years ago man i started doing a lot of consulting with different um artists and um you know people i would have people constantly asking me like yo how'd you get on tour how'd you do this um, how do you send why is fake short drive posting your music but they don't post mine you know what i'm saying i got questions like that all the time why is so, that um <laughs> i don't know the real answer to that you know what i'm saying but i honestly feel like it's a couple things man um you you got to be dope and you got to be able to know how to speak to people. You yeah, you got to be seen. You got to be shown doing good yeah, work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. People aren't gonna gravitate to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you know it's it's you, you, nobody wants to really fuck with you if they ain't never heard of you or you know it's rare for somebody to take a chance on you. You know what I'm saying. So you if you want people to take a chance on you, I feel like you got to at least make yourself presentable enough to where people do want to take a chance and don't be thirsty. Humble yourself. A lot of people feel like they deserve something. I think that's unattractive. Like it's unattractive, yeah. It's unattractive to everybody. Like, don't feel like you deserve something, like you're special and you should be getting a certain way, you know? So, um, It's just yeah. like uh, comedy. You got to stay on the stages. Yeah. You got to you gotta stay relevant. Yes, sir. You got to stay... Uh, with stay stage. funny, right? <laughs> you got to stay with a stage presence. You got to yeah. get in front of the right people to be seen. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like number one. Like, the, the right people got to see you. So... You never know who's in the audience because exactly. the light is on you. Exactly. So you just got to give that thousand percent every time out, no matter if it's every time, six no matter if it's six, six people. Exactly. I was <laughs> you know what I mean? Say. You got you to give go your hard. all because at the end of the day, you performing for yourself. Yeah. You performing for that crowd, but you got to look at it like if it's six or six thousand people. If it's six people, it's practice, but you still want to perform like it's six thousand people because yeah. you don't want to perform like it's six people. Because when it's six thousand people, you're gonna perform like it's six people. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah. common sense to us. But to a lot of artists, they don't, they don't do that. From a, from a guy coming straight off the street, he don't see that. In his mind, he Never, see man. nobody here to see me. He bummed out about that. I'm He's just gonna go moment. up there and do anything. Yeah. You feel me? Instead Either of thinking. Way, now, honestly, man, from my experience with everything, from being an artist to now being in a position where, you know, I'm doing a lot of consulting, artist development with people, um, I, I know that for a fact. A lot of people, like, they feel like they deserve something and they don't have this mentality of, like, you know what, I'm going to do my best 
regardless of my situation mm-hmm. or regardless of how many people are watching me or whatever, you they don't have that mentality, man. I think the internet did that too. Man, Making a video on YouTube internet in front of their has house. Hurt. It has like, hurt. Uh-huh. That's, you know, the and, and that's the typical video. Because, but and, at the, at the end then, of the day, I think everything is the same, though, man. It's like if you were a dummy 20 years ago, you're you're probably going to be a dummy now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or or if you were around dummies 20 years ago, you're going to be around dummies now. Mm-hmm. The internet isn't making it easier or worse or whatever or vice versa because a dummy could have the internet and still be a dummy. But a, a smart motherfucker with very little resources could do some great shit you know what i'm saying like, he's gonna grind he, i always he, look at he, it like honestly the- that's how i see myself man like i don't look at myself like i'm the most talented i'm the greatest at anything i'm this that i'm just a hard worker and i'm passionate i always wanted this you know what i'm saying always and and that's what i, I just kept going like i said before man a lot of people stopped when i didn't i just kept going you know what i'm saying and and i was able to uh to to make some great things out of it but that's lame that's what i tell yeah, everybody it's yeah. only one thing beats a failure yeah, a, a try. try. A try. Yeah. That's what I live. I tell bitches that all the time. Nothing be the failure, but a try. <laughs> yes, sir. I swear, I'm gonna shoot my shot. I gotta try. Yes, sir. What's the What's the worst you could have to say? Did I, did I say? Did I say it correctly? It's elevarte. 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 So, um, elevarte is actually a community center um, where I am a teaching artist. Um, I run a program there called We Are Hip Hop. Hand clap. Yes, sir. Um. I work with teens in Chicago, man, on the south side. Um, it's located in Pilsen, but it's kids from all over the south side that come there, man. And um, I teach them about marketing, event planning, um, event production, social media optimization, social media etiquette, and um, how to put a festival together. That's what they do at the end of the year. Um, we just had our 10th annual festival last August. 10th? 10th. So this Congratulations, August... Congratulations, man. You, thank you, man. Thank you. So this August on August... Social media etiquette. That's what you're teaching? Social media you, etiquette. That's you, one of the you elements. You should be in all the public schools. Man, I, I agree. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm trying to get that young contract. That's really yeah. what I'm trying to do. Yeah, um, that's, that's so important right now. Yeah, man, because you know what? Honestly, I feel like, you know, social media is such a major thing right now where, like, you could be a kid that right now is looking at it like, whatever, I'm just fucking around, uh, you know, posting this and posting that. But if I'm a grown-ass man that has a company right now and I'm looking at you right now as a teenager on your social media, you're going to you're gonna run into me or somebody like me in five years when you yeah, get out of college. Exactly. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I remember you were smoking blunts and, 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 and doing it on, all over your social media for fucking five years, man. Like, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? You ain't really attractive to me. You know they what don't saying? have no discretion. And not to say I never smoked blunts in high school and was a dumbass kid. But you didn't smoke But I'm just blunt. saying, like, I don't, I don't want to know that you're doing it, man. Like, I feel like it's so unimportant. You know it what wasn't so every snap. Espe- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every, yeah, right, right. Like, wow. I'm smoking, right, I'm smoking, right, I'm smoking, right, I'm smoking, right, I'm smoking. Wow. Like, I just... I'm I've always been the type of person, like, if you're doing it, I don't need... If I'm doing it, I don't need to tell you. You're going to see me, and you're going to be like, damn, this motherfucker's always winning. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But visual, you're older, though. Of course. But you know what? I was always that way, though, man. That's the thing, too. I feel like that's an excuse, man. I don't... don't, And I tell that to the teens I work with. Yeah, but I look at it like this. We didn't grow up with that. Like, we grew up where we would... Like, I seen some stupid meme where it's like, remember when we used to say, be right back when we were on on the internet? Like, we're not right back. We're in it now. (laughs) Like, we are it now. And that's what the kids know. Like, everybody from eight years old, they had a cell phone. And we we didn't have that coming up, so they have it in a whole different. We, man, we couldn't get on the phone in the house. Right. I swear, <laughs> what's your, what's your I used to get on the phone and go sit in my granny bathroom. Yes, Pete, I'm 31. You're 31. Um, we talk. We have these clashes all the time because me and Mike 
uh, Generation X. These two are the millennial generation. So we I'm go generation. Back a, Get the fuck out of here. We go back. We go back and forth about it um, and everything. But we, you know, we do a compare and contrast all the time. Like we wouldn't handle this this way, or this, we wouldn't handle that that way. Like you know, she was say, saying to the fact that she gets DM'd every time yeah, yeah. about um, <laughs> some dude that she, random dude that she doesn't know at all. Period. Yeah. That I don't Business. know in, in the way that they think I know. Right. That leads to what? A fucking fight that you see on True. Facebook True. with the video versus True. whereas we would have, what we would have done, Mike? You probably would have uh, escalated to the fight at the club. Like she she would have been known about, but when the, when the baby mama seen her, it would have just went down Yeah, there. but the chances of that is very limited compared yeah. to just reaching your pocket and start exactly. that shit up. It yeah. just yeah. starts yeah. some bullshit. No, yeah. but, but I'm, yeah, versus the cell phone era. Yeah. But back then, it was just the, uh, they trace your steps. Perfect yeah. example, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. Exactly. How he, that conversation him and his friend was having, that would have normally been between those two. But D'Angelo Russell, him and, being Nick, him and Nick, Nick Young, yeah, yeah, him being he really a child because he not no older than twenty one, yeah. So he really still a child. He instantly put it on Snap, and it, to him it's funny as ha ha, but he ain't realized the severity of the situation because he's still young minded. He thinking it's just funny ha ha. Nobody gonna take him serious, up. and now they broke up. Mm. Now, girl, kids now, these days, she just left him. Kids these days don't realize that you got another bitch. A situation though. can go from a joke. To you talking to somebody you don't know to shit get real and it, then it go to pull up or link and now it's a Facebook live video when somebody getting shot. It's see, that's that's, see, shit that's crazy now. to me though, man, because I feel like social media, like fucking up on social media, to me is an excuse. Like I, I grew, up, I grew up around gangsters and hustlers, man. Like mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. All my brothers were all gang members. But like they period. They ain't growing like, over. They, you they, probably they probably had big homies, governors. Like, it, I just, I just. That don't, I don't exist know. no more. That's that all I exist. know. Like that's all yeah. I know. You they know what I'm saying? I only they know big homie, in a certain way. They you big know what homie is D'Angelo Russell. He doing the same shit they doing. Yeah. But like, didn't mm -hmm. D'Angelo Russell have a big homie? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand think so. it. Like, because because like, he was always this basketball prodigy. You feel me? His so big he, homie was. He doesn't was get, so it's he like doesn't some get, sort of. Uh, so now the he big, got entitlement. Yeah, so entitlement. Yeah, his, his big homie never you can did tell check he got him entitlement. to the point where like I was checked by the big homies. Mm -hmm. So now when the young kids try to get on me with the jokes or whatever, I get like, you really want this? Right, because I'm gonna say something's gonna hurt you so bad that like you gonna want to fight. fight me or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So you gonna want to get a gun, but you can't even read. Right, right. You, you can spell gun. Or you right. get, you That's get, what I was doing. You earlier, can put the right. picture gun up, but right. you can't spell pistol. Yeah, okay. exactly. Like, I, I, I know your reading score, motherfucker. Like I, I know you. Like, like the dude that, with the magnum with the clip. Yeah, yeah, You gotta really put them in their place. Like you know, like most most people ask them one question: Are you all right? Because it really that means are you okay. And they flame yeah. off that. They do, go. Do you do you? That means really that I'm really asking: Do you need your ass beat? Exactly. Motherfucker? Do you need your ass beat? Exactly. <laughs> so, no, I hear so you. I hear let's you. let's get to this point right now. Yeah. Are you okay? I'm, I'm just asking you because I wanna before I beat your ass, then you. you I want to make like, sure you ain't sick of nothing. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. I want to make sure they're good. Yeah, Pete, yeah. where'd you grow up? Bridgeport. Bridge. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy because I grew up down the street from uh, what's that guy's name? Grew up everywhere. 
Went to Dealer Sale. I was gonna say, did you go to Dealer Sale? Yeah. My brother went to Dealer Sale. So you was over there. Damn, that's crazy. How were you were doing when they beat up uh, Clark? Over you know that's park. so funny. The dude that they killed. I know the whole story, like in yeah, I live down the street from him. It's crazy because yeah. like Mike Cutler was a dude that seen it and went to trial and they murked his ass because he was gonna, I guess, testify or some shit. Uh, like I guess that. Uh, Caruso. But, uh, oh, so they were real. Caruso, hit, the Carusos are his. I was on the baseball team with his brothers and shit. It's crazy, yeah. like little league, little league shit. Yeah. So um, I kind of know the whole story from the neighborhood point of view. I think I was too young to even pay attention to the news because I just seen it like happening in front of me at that mm. time. Yeah. You know, but um, that's, I, I have a different point of view than what other people. Well, other right, please don't talk about it because you said I'm gonna just say this. <laughs> so I didn't. I don't know. Well, there's some real Italian shit going yeah, on exactly. over there. Mm-hmm. You exactly. know, and um, you know, it's not like that so much no more. But there's still so speakeasies over there. You could drive down yeah, 31st yeah. and Shields and go see a a million dollar museum, and it's it's an Italian mafia club. And they got 20 Lots of social Italian clubs guys. The social club shit. with their yep. shirt off, yep. smoking cigars. Yep. Like, you know they're running the bookie world oh, yeah. and, the, you oh, yeah. know, illegal lotto. It's the obvious. You know yeah. what I mean? You just got to wait for, uh, what's my man's name? Chuck Gowdy to go to their house. <laughs> See, that's where Mayor Daly's from. Like this. Like, so we you don't want to kill Jory the Clown. When, like, man, what has this motherfucker my friend doing this bullshit? When Daly was around, man, we had all our streets plowed instantly. Oh, yeah. Like, we had everything was, like, great. So I love being from the neighborhood. Now it's different. You know, now it's definitely like more condos. Now yeah. they let the TV shows do their shit here where mm-hmm. Daily wouldn't let that shit fly, you know. Yeah, it's a wing stop on the Halston. Yeah. There's a Jimmy <laughs> John's now. Taco yeah. joint. Like, yeah. Yeah. Antique tacos moving Yeah. In. You know, Have so you been there before? It, I haven't been there. There's, it's opening literally down the street from my mom's house, like two blocks wow. away. So I'm going to be there. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a good spot. It's a good I'm spot. I like Bridgeport though. You know, people got, people got a lot of bad things to say about it or whatnot. But um, did you have any problems with the with the Irish over there? Nah, I went to school there, so they kind of knew me. And you know, you fight a couple motherfuckers, they leave you alone. Okay, Old slap school. the shit out the right one. Yeah, right, exactly. that's it. Yeah, that's Frank Caruso, it. little brother. I mean, because you know mm-hmm. those kind of things. Bridgeport has a vast history of racial problems. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Even when the buildings was up. But it ain't like that to the neighborhood. Like, to the people outside the neighborhood, it's different. Like, there's a big Latin community in Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. Like, you, on the other side mm-hmm. of Morgan, all the way to Ashland, it's all Bridgeport. It's mm-hmm. all Latins. Right. And, it, of course, they look at it as the other side of Halstead, which is, like, the ghetto side or whatnot. <laughs> but it's still Bridgeport. We still go so to the same restaurants. So you're saying past Halstead from where to where? From, like, okay, from the expressway to, like, Halstead is, like, the nice Bridgeport. Yeah. And then from the Archer. Yeah. Then from Archer to, like, Persian. You know, it's north to south, and then from, like, Halstead to Ashland would consider, like, the, the ghetto side. But now the ghetto side turned into the nice side because it was all cheap housing, so now there's million-dollar yeah. houses over there. Just but case. you know what? You, you you I know you heard of George Wilborn, right? Mm, no. Comedian George Wilborn? Oh, right? yeah, yeah. I know you're yeah he was going to buy a house over there for $2 million. Yeah, and, and they uh, told him they couldn't. I know who the people yeah, who yeah, made that, that house. A, yeah. Because there, there's so many people that are builders, so they get the contract. So what they're, they're all tied in with the city work. Exactly. So all the city workers, the like city the wall contractors, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. they they yeah, all exactly. got the contract. So they built the houses. They actually pulled a lick of people don't even know about this lick, where they built the UIC University, right? You know yeah. all those houses on Hostel right there. Yeah, they were they were bought for a hundred thousand dollars each, and they were supposed to be dorms for the UIC students. That's yeah. why they built them. Exactly. So they built them at a hundred thousand dollars each. Sold it to the homie. For two hundred, homie sold it to another homie for three hundred. Homie sold it to another homie for four hundred. Now they're five hundred, a million dollar houses, and the one dude is not liable because he sold it to one, and it's the same circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. So now it's like they just racked up five hundred percent 
Uh, value. I remember they was building that. Meanwhile, like, it's we gonna shooting be each other for uh, bullshit ass nickels and dimes mm-hmm. on Seventy Ninth Street for uh, some Reggie. <laughs> yeah, see, Reggie. Bridgeport, Bridgeport right. stood together as a neighborhood though. Like people don't. You say they still together as a they neighborhood. Stuck, they stuck together. They yeah. stuck together. That's what they do. And even like the new people who come in, they're like the the non Bridgeporters. We know who they are instantly. Are there blacks <laughs> over there? Mm-hmm, for sure. How many? How, what what you think is the percentage over there? Maybe fifteen percent, twenty five percent in between there. Why didn't they let Wilborn get the uh, the house over there? Why didn't they? Yeah, from your perspective. Because it was on the wrong side of the neighborhood, which is fucked up to say. But that's, Bombs! That's the reality of it. They were on the side where all the Italians were at, where if they were to go two blocks in other directions, no one would have cared. And he had the money. You know he did. But it ain't about the money, though. It it's like, about the money. It's about, about they, you know, you know the neighbors. Son, his you know son the, still went to De La Salle, graduated this year, George Wilborn Jr. Ain't that something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, DSL too is right there. That's why I never looked at it because DSL was like a lot of African Americans, a lot of Mexicans, a lot of Asians. Like it, it really didn't matter to me what race was and shit like that. Where'd you go to college? Or did you go? I went I went to uh Concordia, Wisconsin on a little football thing for a year and then I quit. What'd you play? Receiver. I felt like it was a real job waking up at six in the morning. I didn't give a shit about that. So it's I just a real quit. Job. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't in your heart to Well they redshirted me. I wasn't about to do the shit for nothing. Fuck that. Real spill. So I, I brought my ass back home. You played for De La Salle, football for them? Football, basketball, baseball. Okay. All right, so you you uh was an athlete an athlete and then did it is that what made you go into to music? Or did you just you, know you what? always it, had a passion for music? You know what? I, I, I wasn't even I'm not even into music. Like I, I'm into the business of music. You went to the music business. I feel like it's it could be easy. It was yeah. hard. Like it was hard. I did a lot of things that I that I was I actually got into the film world first and I started mm-hmm. filming videos and stuff like that. Sure. And then I got an opportunity to do shit for like the history channel. I did like forty episodes with them. Really? Um, for What'd gangland? you do? Uh reenactments. Yep. Oh, okay. Gangland, yeah. Yeah, so we would go yeah. and like me and Visual would sit there and fight <laughs> fake fight or shoot guns. <laughs> I was like, game banging heavy game back banging in the day. Dude, bro. it was so fun. We <laughs> shot it all through shit. like every single reenactment. They went and took I, the story. I'm glad you brought it up. I have to ask. Yes, sir. As a side note, any gang ties? No. Family, no. yes, but no. Family, yes? Yeah, all my brothers were. I'm, I'm the youngest. I got three older brothers, and they were all gang affiliated. How come you didn't get involved? Because I saw the shit that they see. did and went through. Yeah, you see, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I experienced stupid. it already, you know what I'm saying? I, I, you low-key only got it. You don't even got to really be gang affiliated. You affiliated. Yeah. yeah so you know I what mean, go it, with it. And I guess, I mean, the thing is, too, there's such a gap between me and my oldest brothers that it wasn't, like, I didn't have those problems, like, being affiliated, like, in a neighborhood or whatever like mm-hmm. that, because I didn't live in the neighborhoods that they lived in. Because you lived um, in some hellified areas, though. Pilsen? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Little Village? Yeah, up north, yeah. where you said where what was uh, Logan Square? Logan Square, yeah, yeah. yeah. those yeah. are heavy Square, populated. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. SD two six, yeah, and yeah, Latin, Latin Kings, Kings neighborhoods, yeah, all that shit, man. So it was it was heavy, man. But um, how did you escape though? Hip hop I mean, saved you. Well, you know, in a sense, yeah. You know what it is? Um, it was definitely hip hop, man, because I didn't have that mentality of like you know being like you know gang affiliated and shit like that and i was cool with every with everybody like literally everybody what i was telling you before about me not really looking at like race and neighborhood and things like that i think is what helped me Mm -hmm. because like for example when i was in high school all the mexican dudes like they were the ones that was really trying to get at me hard like yo man throw this down and why would you ride and this and that and i was always like man i don't don't fuck with that you know what i'm saying and they looked at me like i was crazy but um you know i played a little bit of sports when i was in high school um i played some football and you know courses when I was really really rapping and shit and um 
So I just had a lot of black friends naturally, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Being being in high school too, all my friends that went to high that went to Foreman with me, they were all cats that were all like vice lords and four corner hustlers. Those were my homies. Like they were the ones that were super tight with me. So when they seen like the Latin Kings and and, and LBs and Pachucos and shit like that fucking <laughs> with me, they was like, nah, we it ain't going down. You know what I'm saying? And they were always afraid of the vice lords and the four corner hustlers because really? they were well, because they were so deep. You know what I'm saying? At Foreman, they were just so deep. And to be real with you, man, like at the time when I was in high school, like all, all, all the dudes that were game banging, man, they were like the Mexican dudes, they were, they were like. They weren't about it, man. They were just young dudes. They weren't really about it. And a lot of the dudes that were four corner hustlers and vice stores, they were rooted. You know, like like their cousin been rooted. doing it. You know what I'm saying? They were rooted for real though. Were like, they from the West Side, South yeah, Side? Yeah, from the West Side. They were from the West Side. They were from like um like Central and Madison, you know what I'm saying? Central, like that Madison. area. And they were getting bussed over to 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 Foreman. You know what I'm saying? They were nope. just riding riding a central bus down to Foreman because Foreman was like Belmont and Central. So it's boom right there, you know what I'm saying? Like Cicero and and uh, and okay. and like you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, Cicero and Madison, that whole area from like Cicero and Madison to like Cicero, and, I mean uh, Madison Central, like all all throughout that area. And um, yeah, man, you know. So so those were those were most of my homies. Right there. past Foreman going to uh, Jay Dragon. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 right there on Belmont. The yep, yep, like two yep. in the morning, drunk from yes, the sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Jay Dragon. You went there to get your tattoos done? Get my, my tongue pierced. Okay. And your tongue was pierced? My nose pierced. Okay. We we found out a new thing every episode, I swear. You know, the nose pierced like, get hurt? I, 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 that hurt? All of them hurt. I don't really like piercings. Tattoos don't bother me, but all of my piercings hurt. But I don't have any of them no more. No. So basically, the tongue can still get pierced, though? Or you still the opening is still the there? Closed. The hole is closed. The, the scar is still there. Okay, all right. Any guys? You, what's your thoughts on guys having uh, tongue piercings? I don't fuck with it. But when I was in school, they St. Louis guys did that a lot. Like all the guys in St. Louis had that. It was normal. She went to S I U E. Yeah, it was normal mm. in Edwardsville. Um, um <laughs> seriously, it sounds like some weird, some weird Midwest that, shit. That is like that a bunch is of some, dudes with their tongue that's some wild like, shit to I, say. I don't, <laughs> It's a Midwest one. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this: that, if, if I was, yeah, if I knew a bunch of dudes with their tongues pierced, I would have been like, yeah, I'm, I'm in a St. weird Louis place is, right now. St. Louis is definitely a weird market. It's though. a weird yeah, ass place. Like they love trap yeah. shit. Like you throw a trap show, you oh forget it. It's the South. Yeah, it's the South. I consider it the South. It really is though. Yep, it really is. Let's play. Let's play. Um, let's play two records from from uh, Visuals album. Then we're gonna come back to you and talk some more. Let's get it going. Let's get it. All right. I want to know where did the name visual come yeah. from. Go ahead, bro. Man. Visual. We're talking about that. Come back to that. See, Hollywood is hype, and I just think and work. And these suckers out here fighting like a mill's what they work. And it's not where you're from, it's where your mind's at. You can have ill skill, but just don't act whack. See? This ain't a movie, so don't act all goofy. You're caught up in the image, fronting big with groupies. Humility is so far from your imagery. I don't feel your facade, you're too gimmicky. The TV's killing y'all, Hollywood's killing y'all. You floss too much, real people ain't feeling y'all. Y'all LeBron James, I'm Derrick Rose. I stay humble, y'all act like hoes. See, I grew up eating cheese blocks and freeze pops. Thinking I was Bruce Lee, man, and trying to beatbox. Watching mom and pops grind to pay the damn bills. And still giving me all that was within their will. So 
So you see my foundation's hard work and pain So I ain't really digging all your Hollywood ways Look, get your paper but don't be a damn clown If you don't know sucker then I'll teach you how They're Hollywood as hell, but they're still very good So you gotta give credit when credit is due Yes, they are Hollywood I get my money, but nah, I ain't Hollywood I do my thing, that's right, but I ain't Hollywood We living up our life, but we ain't Hollywood We living up our life, but we ain't Hollywood I get my money, but nah, I ain't Hollywood I do my thing, that's right, but I ain't Hollywood We living up our life, but we ain't Hollywood We living up our life, but we ain't Hollywood Walking with the dead to me is alongside the person who became who they said they would never be We used to fight for the essence But the essence got lost in the blessings Questions is when you use the old you as reference Flashback collections of steel shots Are your dope progression It's like the weed to coke transition Addiction to honorable mentions When executing your business You unwrap gifts like Christmas Transcender on a misfit mission Set trippin', Beverly Hills, Times Square notoriety. But this new you, you selling yourself short? And I ain't bad, G. I get my money, but nah, I ain't Hollywood. Uh, I do my thing, that's right, but I ain't Hollywood. I we living up our life, but we ain't Hollywood. Uh, we living up our life, but we ain't Hollywood. I get my money, but nah, I ain't Hollywood. I do my thing, that's right, but I ain't Hollywood. We living up our life, but we ain't Hollywood. We living up our life, but we ain't I got no problem with LA or the next brother that's trying to get paid. Or when you on the radio getting your airplay. Just don't front like an actor when you shooting a J. You don't have to put up a facade. We all equal in the eyes of God. Oh, I lie. I don't ever say, look what I'm doing. I just play my song, see how the people moving. I care less about your dough, your flows, your doughs, your clothes, your shows, your foes, your hoes, the blow. Put up your nose, you're supposed to know that we got goals. Act like you've been there and don't show out. You ain't the first to do it, so shut your mouth. I'm not a critic of your gimmick, of your marketing image. I'm just keeping it humble to the finish. I act blessed, I know the script. I don't stress, I don't know shit. When I'm learning, then I'm burning. Just to see what you concerned with. I ain't Hollywood. Play the next one. Play the next one. I took it because I didn't want to sit on the side and I didn't want nobody else grabbing the used plate. That's my plate. That's a new plate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Tick-tock, the hands will never stop never Staying stop. in the glass, flips up to the top to the This top. life right here is the only one I got All I So I'ma do my thing to the day that I drop Love me right now, don't love me in my grave Pay attention close to what I do and what I say I'm in tune with the world and it's crazy ways I don't really play cause this life is not a game no games, don't chase fame, faceless No names, all moves, chase papers My way, all day makes haters Y'all lame, I ain't, I stay gangster 
but not banging and no gun to aim with. More like a mind in that grind that is dangerous. Confident and prosperous, I'm shameless. I can't help but announce my greatness. I'm godly, a poor righteous teacher. My arm, leg, leg, arm, head will reach ya. If you believe it, Jesus Christ will free ya. But I'm more like a Dalai Lama preacher. My Mayan reflex got the world tweaking. My astic instincts will highlight your weakness. I broke down these Illuminati secrets. I ain't scared of shit by not embracing my breathing. Tick-tock, the hands will never stop The sand in your glass flips up to the top This knife right here is the only one I got So I'ma do my thing to the day that I drop Love me right now, don't love me in my grave Pay attention close to what I do and what I say I'm in tune with the world and this crazy range I don't really play cause this life is not a game You never really had much this hunger till it hurts, shit, put my shoulder in a motherfucker plane A fucked up man to give me through hard times that adrenaline rush Make you stronger, make you smarter, make you faster, I can snap a bitch, who on what? All my life, haters on the sad land, pushing the pain, I do fuck up, no time and space Now for you lanes, I'm running my race, giving it all I got, how can I play? I ain't nigga living like a dad today, father God, I be trying to do right I don't know how things got this way, always ready for anything Some call it paranoid, to me this opponent maze 2013, Shot Tales, Hunger Games this soul's feel, are you not entertained? Don't hate me for the dirt, there's other ways I work Love me cause I'm putting my kids on the right track Love me cause I learn, cause I never let it stay hurt Kiss my wife and kids, I'll be right back Then the sky is the limit, I don't care which way I got a pivot, I'ma get it Money's the mission, you're on dipping ignition Quick lick, dip, quick and wick, slip, move tenor In it, fuck with a pair and that pair get vicious Act like it's dead, hell yeah, you will get it This is shot rap, my body's the Iraq Take it outside, A-hood, trip, 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 trip. Plug, plug it, vision. Yeah, yeah. This is Sand in the Glass off the Ambassador. It's featuring Calico and produced by Loose Cannon. I know what it is. Calico from Quad Cities? Nah, nah, nah. This is the other Cali. Um, he goes by Cali, a.k.a. Calico. Okay. Southside Cat. Yes, sir. Okay. Pete. What's good? Concordia. Didn't like it. Red shirted. Started doing visual production, reenactments. Why the business of uh, concert promoting? Because I feel like that's the only position in the music business to make money. Bombs. Just because, like, what do you? What is Chance the or Chance the Rapper, for example? Free music makes gets rich off shows. So I, I felt like I was doing a lot of management work and booking shows for artists and uh, managing local artists or whatnot, you know. Like and, who? Uh, I did King Samson since mm-hmm. since he came out. And then um, I, I not for the last couple of years, I haven't. But um, for his big surgeons, I was there helping it along the way. Samson is a rough character. Yeah, that that's... Uh, How that, did you escape not being... Because I did it from a distance. I, I learned to work from a distance and in the shadows. Like, I don't have to be everywhere. 
to do things. I could still book his shows from answering his emails and still do a lot of things. And we made, we made good money and we had a good little system and it worked. You know, I got to meet a lot of people. I, I grew, grew my network and became a reputable person management wise. Why didn't he blow? Them. Pause. I, I believe it was numerous reasons. I believe the stigma he gave people and the reality of the life he was living, it was like too much. And then it kind of got to him at the same time because he became like a street god type of guy where he could do anything he want. And that's what happened. And it was like almost to the point where he turned down four music deals. He turned down the, the deal Stop that- Stop little... that. Don't you ever say that. Are you Bro, serious? I can pull up contracts in my email right now. I promise you. He turned down four. Universal was one. Def Jam was another. Atlantic. The reason why I don't work with him no more because we had a meeting with Atlantic Records and he didn't want to go. That's why I don't work with him no more. Bombs. How the fuck do you turn down a four? Oh. <laughs> well, I know one. I know the Universal oh deal. I can God. talk about that one. Universal was basically at the when he was doing Turn Up. Right, the turn up track came out, and uh, we. I don't we know any Samson records. Up. All I know, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this: I don't know any Samson records other than his videos. Okay, yeah, that I've seen on College Kid. Now, <clears throat> I used to work with an artist who was affiliated with King Louis. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two have conflict or have had conflict, and, but you know, and they all used to be in the, the same. The one crew. thing, the reason why. I, I I don't even know why I'm saying this, but the reason why, because Samson was what people were rapping about. Like, there was only so many people doing that shit on the South Side, on 79th, at that age group, being 19, 20, 25 years old. And for the dudes who were saying it, Samson had a problem with it because that, weren't, that wasn't who they were. So, therefore, he was like, you know who I am. Why are you doing this? And, and he was like, baby, Samson was a bully. And he went and bullied people. And people, like, I remember there was a time when we walked in success where uh, Chief Keef did the Understand Me song, and he dissed Samson in it with Rob him for the sacks if I'm the son of Sam. That was a Samson diss. Okay. So Chief Keef walked into it, 20 motherfuckers with him, seen Samson with five dudes, and Chief Keef left. And he's, and Samson's like, Samson told him some shit. He's like, boy, you get out of here. Don't you know I'm your daddy? And Chief Keef's like, I don't want no problems, and he left. And that when I seen that, I was like, holy shit, this motherfucker's the real deal. Like and, and like that that's what yeah. kind of made me gravitate to the shit because I was like, what he's doing, Boosie was calling us. Like Gucci Man was fucking with us. Like all these real street motherfuckers were vouching for the dude. So it was like there was a lot of people I, I opened up my network that way. Why did he turn down four fucking deals? Because they had millions of street money. They didn't need a record deal. They don't need to sign paperwork for a couple hundred thousand to take orders. Bombs. Yeah, I understand that one. I was just you understand. Say, you don't know what you, you don't understand. Know what that you don't know what was in that. But that's why I couldn't do it no more because I didn't have that. Like you I wasn't that. You so. s- you say that, and the 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 how you connotate it though. Okay. You say he shot at you, right? No, she said he showed him a gun. Britt? She showed her. He showed her a gun. He pointed a gun at me. Yes. How? Why? What happened? Um, because I said he eats ass. He's ass. He eats ass. I was making a joke. Where a were joke y'all that at? got real too quick. Where, where were y'all at? His house. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. What were you doing over his house? I was with a friend of mine who is a friend of his. That was my first time meeting. 
Can't sense it. Never and heard his music or nothing until that day. And he pointed a gun at you. Did yeah, you, he just pulled it from under the couch. Did, did you say you didn't hear him until that day? So did you go home and listen to Samson after no, he pulled the gun? And you're and like, no, I gotta listen to this motherfucker no, now. And then y'all talking about how he was like really in that street shit. Pete, where's Some he real from? shit went down Summer when I was over Damon. there. I'm like, that's oh my crazy. god. He's from where? Summer night and Damon. Yep, that was, yep. So he's from Killer Ward. Well, no, that ain't the Ward. It's not Killer Ward. You fucked with the Foster Park dudes the, the, and shit. Though. Killer Ward is from Ashland, seventy six to eighty third. Ashland over to Walcott. That's the Ward. Okay. Yeah, but he moved around though. I wouldn't say he was like, you know, just a neighborhood dude. What was he affiliated with? What street organization? Nah, I don't. I know, but that ain't not, you know. Okay. Yeah. Too Four much information. I'm a little uncomfortable. Four. I think he was. He was throwing his five <laughs> up in the air, making a I didn't, I don't, like chest. I said, I'm not familiar with, I don't know what, what, what name me one of his songs. Yeah, it was, was, some, he was super, singing. he was super street artist, you know, yeah, and, and it, it worked and we made good money. Man, we were getting like four grand a show to okay. do one show a month. Like, I've never seen. Mozzie got a song with him actually though. Yeah, Mozzie, he got songs with, we got songs with, we got Trader Truth to give us free songs. Pete. Waka Flock is flying us around. Like, there was a lot of good things that were going on with Pete. What? What? <laughs> Shout out to Charlie while we're speaking wait. on it. The way you connotate that earlier, Vision, you need to chime in on this too. Yeah, yeah. Magic also Dutch. No, come on, with <laughs> Dutch. Uh, you gotta listen. Um, four deals got turned down. Four. They had so much street money. Mm. Street money doesn't go long. Mm-mm. Right? Mm, I don't know, man. Street money don't go that long. Well, not for everybody. Not for not everybody. Not for everybody. There was a situation. Like, I'm not, very I'm not trying situation. to get into business, but I'm just saying, street money can let, you can get took down by the feds anytime. Yes, if, you, if you're a peon. Yep. I mean, not 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 saying like the, like he can duck the feds, <laughs> but he like he the king of the shit, so. He, was, he wasn't even the one doing things at a time. It was like the big homies had it, and they were like, don't do shit. You don't need to go do nothing, like. Sit back. Here's a condo. Here's a car. Here's some money. Go to Atlanta. Chill out. Like it was shit like that, where everybody was just like letting him do him without having to do what he was doing. But the thing about it is, he 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 was putting out music, and what you do when you get involved with that, if a label calls you, you're looking at long term legit money, mm-hmm. right? But that's not everybody though, because he could have got a deal and fucked it all up. You feel? See, but I all think right. it was. The 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 latest thing is the most recent I can speak on, and I think that situation was that maybe he came to a point where he was too comfortable or whatnot. Maybe he was afraid to put himself out there and be the person to say, I'm at this location tomorrow, where that's not how we Yeah, rock. you know, your social, like, yeah, you, you like, got to okay, be social. I'm, and especially what whatever he done did, which is, you know, what I don't know or what he knows or whatnot. Like that was his business, and if he had a feeling where he didn't want to put his all his where he's gonna be at all the time, be like I got a show. I, I, got a show I think here. what you said earlier too is probably to me the thing that stands out the most. Pete said like you know why would he go away from his life where he's the man and then go into like for a couple hundred grand or whatever it may be and take orders like yeah. take orders. I, that, that, was, that to me personally that makes sense. Like I guess if I'm in his shoes I'd be like yeah fuck that. Yeah, but that. there was no spot for me at that point I, no more. Then yeah, exactly. And, the, then, and but then and again it, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense though, for him though because like, the whole goal he, was to yeah. get him a deal and then okay it so was, then you wasn't could blossom a good with him so right. you could blossom with him. And I did blossom with him. I ain't even lie. Well, continue to blossom. Yeah, let's be honest here. You took what you what. You took what was available. The network I gained that yeah. more. Let's be yeah. honest here. If an artist from Chicago Turn lemons to lemonade. gets on 
gets That's gets interest, thing. gets a deal, whatever. He automatically has to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we right? even fake moved him before. Like, am I right? When shit happened, we fake moved him. Like, he don't live in Chicago no more. He was still living. He was living in Oak Lawn type shit. You know what I mean? And like, no, he lived in L.A. I fake moved. I don't live in. You know Chicago what I'm saying? No so, I so actually this, do live in I mean, I, I, but, I, but that's the that's the that's magic. That's the whole thing that you spoke. That's what has has to happen. Well, chance because you see, but you chance see, hasn't moved. Yes, it's he the has. genres of music yeah. though, man. He see, I learned a lot from doing the gangster rap. That like, don't get me wrong, I, I I like that shit, right? I like the Gucci Mans, the Jeezys. I like that type of music, but. I understand that it's the Cap G's that are going to take me to where I need to go. Mm-hmm. It's booking little Debbies and working mm-hmm. with, with you know, the, the hip-hop lane. And it took me a long time to realize that. But in the meantime, I'll throw a little herb show and make five grand. I ain't mad at no trap. Well, right? The but same thing as being a barber <laughs> okay. and you're cutting all the, all the dope dealers. Mm-hmm. But you have to treat the dope dealers like this money is, he can give me this $50. For the, every Friday, he could do that, and then when his son comes in, he give me a hundred dollars for the two of them. But how long is it going to last? He's only going to mm. go to jail, fuck up, fall off, or get killed. Yeah, it was too many. So then, at that point in time, the I still didn't have to rely on the man with the nine to five. Mm-hmm. Who, who brings in that twenty five dollars every week? Every week, and you know you're going to get it every week. I don't understand it. The whole goal for you is to. Did you all have these conflicts and conversations and everything? Yeah. Yeah, we kept, me and Samson had a real good relationship. And like, but I, I'm saying, did you all have arguments? Yeah. Whereas, like, dude, we See, in this I, thing, I we looked, this to they, get they the long run. I looked at me in a different person because, like, I came in, like, generally, V Dub actually put me in tune with him real Shout early. Shout out V Dub. Where, where V Dub was like, bro, you got to fuck with this guy, Samson. And I'm like, who the hell is he? And then I met him. Yeah, and V-Dub. I seen the squad. And I'm like, dude, this. And then I seen him like rapping. For, I'm like, holy shit, B-Dub what is definitely this? Was like, I was, I was like, almost like I never seen a movement like that could be something. And then they were willing to like give me the book or give me the car keys and be like, here, Pete, we trust you. Like, do this. Like, I, I was working all the angles because they weren't anywhere in the music business. They were just street dudes with who money. just did street shit. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when it had anything to do with business, they let me be the final decision. So it was like if I had to make a decision to shoot a video with two chains that cost fifty grand, eighty grand, and it was my decision to do it or not, that was like a good feeling for me. Like you know, and they they put me in a position where I could meet other people, and and, and you know he was growing, we we're all growing, and um, you know it was good times. But we had good, me and him had a real good relationship where, uh, you know, was Future here with him for some for a video shoot or something? Man, there were so many, there were so many super celebrities that fucked with him, like. Like, low-key. Like, Gucci Man had him do protection at his old crib before. Like, real-ass shit. Like, fuck rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was like, man, there was some shit really bubbling where the industry was fucking with, dude. And, like, to this day, like, we got free verses. I got free this, free that. And like, you know, I we all grew. You know, it was to a point where he got into a situation where he didn't want to be in it no more. Or whatever the case may be. I don't want to speak for him. You know, but... um. He definitely had potential to do things. Like, they, they when Yo Gotti was popping out, Universal wanted to, to compete with Yo Gotti and take Samson and be like, that's going to be our competition. Samson versus Yo Gotti. He could have Chicago. He could have the South. Four turned down, four record deals. <laughs> four. At least first and 15th, Universal, Atlantic, Def Jam. So Lupe uh, wanted to sign them. Yep. Chili Chill did. Chill. Okay. So, you know, that's just... just... So that's how I got, so what, what got me into the booking world was to see, fuck that, let's throw our own secret Samson show. 
Mm-hmm. Samson sold out Reggie's, and not many people saw Reggie's, and it, and it was the greatest Reggie show I ever seen. And uh, shit like that, we were able to go check check eight bands real quick. That type of shit was like fuck iTunes, fuck everything yeah, else. Fuck you know what I'm saying? Like A quick eight bands. How does, yeah, let's go. Okay. How does the booking? How does the booking thing work? Let's go. Talk uh, to us now. How how it works now? Now then, uh, pretty in much general what I period. do is I run a booking subscription base. So if you want to subscribe to the tour, because the tour in the next couple days, in the next thirty days, I'll be July third is Atlanta. July 9th, we got King Louie in Denver. July 24th, we got Little Dirk's artist Anne-Marie at Q-Bar with Queen Key. Um, then we got a Chicago showcase with Paris Bueller. Then August 5th, I'm booking, I don't know who yet, but it's St. Louis. Probably going to get Ludfo or like, who I really want to book and, and visual get laughs at me is Cardi real. B. <laughs> I want to book Cardi B. So, um, you know, doing I, so my process is basically hitting the, the next up and coming artist. So, so, what I do from underneath that is artists <laughs> want to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go so, ahead. so, artists want to perform, and every artist wants to perform. So, I was doing like, okay, you could rock one show with me, but I wasn't benefiting them none, and they weren't doing nothing for me. So, what I do now is like a subscription base, just like a magazine. How long do you want to be on a tour? Three months, six months, a year? I put a price tag on it. I do their photo shoots. I get them a vendor table. I get them posters or whatnot, depending on what their budget is. And uh, we just go on the road, and we hit the road, and we cover ground. We open up new markets to people. I did it with, like, from Mikey Dollars to Katie Got Bands to Louis to, you know. One one artist, Mikey Dollars, probably benefited the most because he went to areas that he didn't know he had fans. Mm-hmm. And now he's killing it on features, videos, everything in different markets. So, um, you know, you take an artist to a place where they – they don't really usually go, and I kind of focus on B, C, and D markets. So I don't try to go to L.A. I don't try to go to New York. I'll go to Syracuse, New York. I'll go to St. Louis. I'll go to La Crosse, Wisconsin. I won't even go to Milwaukee. I'll go to Madison. You know, so I go East to areas, yeah. I go to areas okay. where if King Louis comes through there, they might not ever see King Louis again. Like, I brought Little Herb to La Crosse, Wisconsin. They don't even want rap shows in La Crosse, Wisconsin no more. Not because nothing ever happened. Just because they didn't realize that a rap show can get six, seven, eight hundred people to show up somewhere, and they got like, "Holy shit, what the fuck is it going on?" It made them realize that the town they live in is like it's more ratchet shit. than what it really is. <laughs> <laughs> These and, and, kids like this, and they stuff. loved it. Man. I, that, I, we made a killing on a little herb show, and we basically capacity to capacity and more, all white kids loving the shit out of little herb. <laughs> you know, so um, you know, some of the shows are great, some of them are good. Uh, the brand always keeps going and never stops. The shows never stop. And uh, I never run out of artists because I, it's always the right now one. So whoever got the hot song, if it's the Uber Everywhere guy, if he grows a little bit more, I'll book him. You know? Made in Tokyo. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, I was he's talking a, to he's, Designer. He's, he's, designer yeah. kind of pumped the, yeah, pumped the brakes on it, me. When I met him at South By, we were talking to him, and uh, we were going to do a three-city run with him, and then he signed to Good Music, and Good Music kind of shut the books on it. Though. And I think because they didn't know what his real price is. They don't know what designers were. Yeah. You know, so it's like, is he worth five G's? Is he worth 20 G's? Like, they didn't know. So what they did was just book their own shows, which is like the same mentality that I did. Okay, every designer show is going to be 100% production from good music. So if we make 50 bands, we made it. Or if we made five bands, we made it. Instead of giving the promoter the opportunity to say, okay, he, here, I'll, I'll charge 7,500, and the promoter made 30 grand. So is that what Live Nation is doing now with, like, the GCIs and the... Uh... The station in Man, Atlanta. bookings where it at, dude. No, Anything the, else? The 107.9, uh, 107.9. Like they just had their birthday, they, they, they birthday party in yeah. Atlanta. So, like, the Big Jam was, what, Friday here? Mm-hmm. And then they turned around Saturday and had the same lineup. 
in yeah. Atlanta. So basically, that's what happens because designer yeah. had hit me like, "Hey, I'm coming to Chicago in two weeks. Like, yeah. can you book me a show?" I was like, "Motherfucker, I've been talking to you for two months. I can't exactly. like." And then you want to give me 14 day notice? Like, nah, bro. Like, I can't do it just because I can't whip up a venue in 14 days and promo and flyers and everything, and still come up racks for it. So I was like, man, I, I kind of like made him a bullshit offer. Like, okay, if you really want to do it, here's the offer, you know. And uh, you know, obviously he passed on it or not, but which is a smart yeah, thing. I for hope everybody. he passed. I hope he passed. Yeah, it was like, 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 I'm with it. Let's go. But if he did it, I would be like, fuck it. He went for some right. pennies. You know? came up though. But um, what I like to do is basically get artists and get them for multiple shows. I like to get a verse out of them. I like to um, put the verses in my back pocket if I can. Like if I can get a Cap Jeep verse and with a show and put the verse in my pocket. And not do shit with it for six months and then let people get thirsty for Cap G. That Cap G verse that I might have paid a grand for and now it's like five grand. You know, so it's like stuff like that. Yeah, I'm 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 in the service business. I charge artists to do work for them. So wait a minute. Okay. Smart. You 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 so let's say you take visual on, on a tour. Explain to people how you would book do you would you would do uh what you would do with visual. So a visual could fill up rooms. Then he'll be a headliner, then I'll pay him. If he can't fill up rooms, then he pays me to put him in these rooms. Okay. So simple as that. Simple as that. Simple. Yeah. And, and basically, I don't do one-offs. I do, like, the subscription base, like a gym. So it's like you subscribe for three months. You got three months with the shows. You ain't got to ask me for nothing. You know you're performing. As long as you're not an asshole, my three months turn into four months. If you're super cool, those three months turn into five months, six months, you know. So it's not about money. It's not always about money because I could always make money. Do you have artists hitting you up like like you just said with designer? He hit you up. Yeah, I get label love where labels try to push artists upon me for player prices. Like that's how I started working with Cap G. I met him at A3C. And um, what's his price right now? If you can, or what's his roundabout price? Because I know he's on tour right now. What I what I want to sell him for? <laughs> you know, like there's two different things. Like you know, uh, I get a number, I put my tax on it. Now there's a new number. So depending, my number is infinity, just like everybody's number. Okay. Like if I ask you how much to buy your company, it's the mostest, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. basically it's like a lot of the relationships I got was basically through my network. And I, I get love prices. So it's like I can get Cap G for a few grand and put a couple grand on top and have some other buddy. Some, so that's why I don't like saying I'm a promoter. I'm a booking agent. So you can come holler at me and be like, I want Gucci, man. I got a number for you. I want Nicki Minaj. I can give you a real number. And get you real contracts and do all that stuff. So I'm I'm a booking manager, booking agent first. Okay. Promotions is just how I make 100% bread because it's a smart thing to do. How essential are you involved with the with the artists in the beginning? I try to be. I try to build up with like certain artists like Queen Key we were talking about earlier. Okay. She's someone who I see potential in. I work with. Give her like a free subscription. Therefore, okay. I could work with her and build her. So now when she's charging two racks, three racks to do shows, I can get her for pennies because I done put in that work and time and effort and believed in her. And uh, that happens a lot with me. Like, I spend a lot of time. I work a lot for free with artists if I believe in you just because I know, like, in the end of the day, they're going to return the favor. And it always works out that way. And, uh, you know, as long as you don't burn no bridges, like, I don't make music. People don't have to work with me. Like, you know, not to say that they need me, but they need me. <laughs> you know, they need me to do shows. They need me to get them out of the market. I kind of feel like I have a monopoly on tour managing, especially for hip-hop out of Chicago. If you're someone that wants to go to five different cities, do South by Southwest, major music festivals, A3C, like, who are you going to call? Like, there's probably, like, three people. And out of those three people, they only do it a couple times a year. 
I do it five times a month, you know? So therefore, like, who's doing it at that pace covering ground, spending money, making money, spending money, making money, you know? So that's basically what I'm up to. You two in Europe. actually out here flipping. Yes. Yes, friends. friends. You two, you you toured (laughs) Europe. Yes, sir. Tell us about the experience. Ah, it was pretty dope, man. It was pretty dope. Um, I toured the three different cities in France, um, and um, it pretty much came about from the internet, man. You know, I was just doing my shit, man, and um, this cat kept following me over time. I kept seeing this one dude, like, you know, commenting on my videos and um, just just hitting me up, like, you know, leaving comments on iTunes, like, great album, whatever. You know, I just didn't think nothing of it. You know, it was just a fan, and I was talking to him, just seeing what's good with him. And then one day out of nowhere, he's just like, man, I want to bring you out to France. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Cool, then, you know, let me know. Whatever, you know? Uh-huh. Didn't think much of it. He was being pretty persistent, kept talking to me about it. And um, he's like, man, could I call you? And then I saw, I was like, all right, cool. So I gave him my number. We spoke. And I, I felt, like, real comfortable about it. I was like, man, this dude's for real. Like, he really wants to get me out there. And um, then we started talking about numbers and costs and what it would take for me to go out there. And um, once we started having that conversation, man, I kind of started realizing it was really going to go down. So he hit me, man. He's like, I got your plane ticket. This is the date. This, this, that, and third. So I was like, it's official. And um, I was out there, man, and it was an amazing experience, man, to be real. Like, I didn't really think um, shit, just me just doing my thing was just going to get me out in France like that in Europe, you know. Um, I was out there, I want to say 14 days, um, did a bunch of shows in different cities, man. It was is. It was just a great experience, man. I had never been to Europe before. Um, and I wasn't like in Paris, you know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't do anything in Paris. I was all in like smaller parts of France, which were like um I was in the south of France. So where I was, it's like imagine you're like in Jamaica in Europe. It was crazy because it was like beach and like white dudes with like dreadlocks and shit, and like it was just some weird shit, man. It was a weird ass part okay. of, of the world that I ain't never seen in my life, man. It was just weird as fuck. And like, there's like families on the beach, and then like people new- are like naked on the beach. That's what I was about to ask about the new beach. Shit. Yeah, it was. It's like Europe was fucking weird. Then we went. I did. There was a club I performed at, and um, it was a eight. You know, all the clubs over there are eighteen and over. All the clubs are eighteen and over. So. Okay. Like, I'm in a club, and it's, like, fucking kids in there, basically. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it was just crazy, man. It was, it's a whole different world. Did man. they know the music? No. and that, the, But this is the best thing about it, that they didn't give a shit. Like, it wasn't about that. Like, That's what they, always happens. They weren't familiar else. with the music, man, but I was there, and, like, they were fucking going nuts everywhere I went. You know what? It, why it is? My opinion is that not everybody's an artist in that room. Therefore, they could just exactly. live that moment. Dude, and you when know you're what? an artist, that, you're looking at other artists that are talking, I'm, I'm yes. better, I'm this, I'm yes. that. Like, wow, you know, I'm artists and that, and you know what? That's exactly there. what it was. And that's exactly what it was. Because I do shows here, man, they don't give a fuck about me. Because, because they, they know don't me. Rap, they homie and they rap. rap. And their homie raps. And, and their homies homie better rap. than me. And their <laughs> homies are better. And they know so-and-so that's better. Like, that's the mentality when you do shit here, man. Over there, man, they didn't give a fuck. They just wanted to party. They knew I was from, not only from the United States, but I was from Chicago. So they were just like, yo, it was like, I was like yeah, a fucking alien to them. Yeah, that and really every time you pinch yourself to like, to just to Bro, feel, like every fucking day. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And But what's crazy Logan about Square it. And 
Dude, exactly, you know exactly. I mean? I'm like, what the fuck is this? This shit don't make no sense to me, man. But um, man, it happened, and it it, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. It, I it, think it was, you're, you're very unique. First of all, your name, visual. Yes, sir. Then you got the Hello Hip Hop. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like you got these with Che Guevara on your shirt. You yes, know what sir. I'm saying? Yes, sir. What 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 did those uh what what did the visual come from? Visual man, um, so the original name was individual, which um, mm-hmm. not individual like a person, but like in the visual, like ah. in what you see. You know what I'm saying? Ah, because everybody always says, you know, you got to see it to believe it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I always had that concept. Like I've always been very passionate and 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 um heavily involved in what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I can like, tell. I can tell like, by I your push, voice. I push hard. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I'm serious about what I do. You know, so um. I just felt that name really stuck to what I wanted to do and move forward with with my movement in general. But um, over the years, you know, putting out music and doing shows and things like that, people would butcher my name. They'd be like, individual, you know what I'm saying? And I thought that was fucking corny as fuck for people to think that my name was individual, like a person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, that's mad corny. Like, so disrespectful. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was corny as fuck to me to be individual. Like, oh, look at this guy. He's an individual. Like, man, get the fuck out of here, man. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to chop these two letters in the front because it was N-D-V-I-S-U-A-L. So I was like, I'm going to chop these N-D off. And I'm going to simplify for all the dumb motherfuckers out there that don't get it. And it's just going to be visual. That's really what it was. You know? Dumbass. Yeah, really, really. Yeah. And that's the thing I've learned about everything in this, in, in this business period, man, is um, Simpler the you got to simplify for dumb motherfuckers, yeah. man. You know? That's just the way the world works. Music is <laughs> actually... What's that guy's name on the podcast? The crazy part is music the is King, actually the simple. Yeah, dude, music... <laughs> I mean, music is simple, man. But it's like, if, you, if you're a dummy and you're soulless, uh-huh. like, it's kind of hard to get. Mm-hmm. But, um... I, I really understood that, man. And once yeah. I started simplifying, man, I started making money and, and my life was easier. You know what I'm saying? So Influences. Whew. Wow. Uh, same, car- qu- same question to you in a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got, mean, music, rap-wise, rap like, <laughs> yeah, like top rap. Top five. That's what okay, I'm going to say. Okay, Karis, One, Slick, Rick, Nas, Andre, 3000, and uh, Common. Mm-hmm. So, so Gucci man, Gucci man, Gucci yeah. man, and Gucci man, and the Gucci clothes <laughs> and Gucci man. That's the trap. So, Flip side of it. So, so we we know who you what you did today. He got released. He was down like hell yeah. it out, shouty. Flip side of it, the business part. Who was your influences? Woo. Russell Simmons. Period. Russell. Period. Peter. What's your who's your influences? Man, I don't know because I feel like all that shit ain't gonna happen again. Like I, I looked up the Master P because what he did because it, it was like groundbreaking. But I feel like everything that's been done, if I was to do the exact same thing, it wouldn't happen the same. Right, way. right. So therefore, it's right. like I, I look at myself yeah. as that person. Like yeah. you know, I'm not like yeah. you know thinking I'm the best or anything. But I feel like what I could do could change the music business. True. And, and as long as I keep looking at it like that and keep acting as if that's what's happening, it is what's happening. Mm-hmm. You keep a low profile. Definitely, definitely. I don't. I don't like to be someone that could. I could help people, but it's like I don't want all that attention that I could help people. That's right. The low you know, profile should be cut like an half. Right? Yeah, you know, I'm a simple guy. I got a girlfriend. We do nothing. We watch TV. We don't. I don't go out unless I get paid to go somewhere. You know, yeah, so fuck all that mm-hmm. popping bottles of yeah, that ain't for me. No, you know, like the tour game I brought up. Likes. I could have easily made it about me. I could have hosted. I could right, do all that shit. Yeah. I rather I I'd rather bang. walk right by people, you and feel? the only people who know me are the people who are need the people to know who me. needs exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's your old man in you. 
Because you come from a humble <laughs> beginning, so you you know like your man wasn't taking that type of shit because he worked for every penny he ever earned. <clears throat> so that's 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 still yeah. In it's you. like I don't believe in luck. I believe everybody gets what they deserve, good or bad. Yeah, true. And, and low key, sometimes attaching your name to your brand is the worst thing to do because brand. I look at yeah, it like this: like, like people that, might man. know me and be like, "Ah, oh, fucking Pizza Dickhead, he ain't fucking with me." But they'll still rock with the brand. Mm-hmm. Like you might have seen the brand, but you mm-hmm. didn't know it was me, and that's kind of like I didn't my know. Goal. I, and I was looking at, I was looking at that, and I was trying to figure out what was going on. Because at first, I seen right now tour King Louis in Denver. Then I seen right now tour Queen Queen Key over here. I'm like, okay, why? If these two different, if this the same tour, why he here and she there? So I was trying to put two and two together, and then I seen that Swank PR was behind. Then I'm like, maybe Brianna yeah, got something to do publicist. with it. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe she got something to do with it. But I definitely was trying to put two and two together. But now that I met you, I see like you got it's a circuit. Shout but out it to ain't Brianna. Just, it ain't just one Shout show. Out it's a it's a brand. It's yeah. kind of like multiple. Eight, it's kind of like the cannabis cup. Like they go everywhere. Yeah, it's exactly. That's kind of what Denver, I do. Like if it's Barcelona. NBA All Star game, I'll try to go throw a showcase out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean we, so, wherever the hot spots are, I try to go. Wow. So. You as an artist mm. and as a businessman, mm. right? And dealing with two visuals, a businessman too. Don't you know what I'm you. saying? As, mm-hmm. Okay, my fault. Definitely, I learned a lot of business from him because he comes from a different angle. Right, like like we're kind of yin and yang because he's the mm-hmm. artist coming from the the soulfulness of it. And me, yeah. it's like I don't even I don't even need to hear your music sometimes. Like I, I could tell you by your presentation is if right. it's gonna work or not. From both of you all being, both of you all being artists because. Mm-hmm. I, Besides, you know, I, I, I'm a podcast, okay? But this guy's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Dominican Dutch, whose <laughs> new name has been crowned that. Hey! Yes, sir. Today because of you, yes, too. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, as an artist slash producer himself, mm. you know, what would you give these, what kind of advice would you give these guys? I'm a businessman, actually. I'd rather get into the service side as quickly as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make because yourself, you, um, you as, a, as a comedian and you as an artist, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. So make a brand out of what you're doing. Make a business. I like, get, get a crew of comedians, you get a crew of producers and a crew of Artists start pushing them, start branding them, start getting your own shows. Sell your knowledge. Sell See, them. this is the thing. Yes. Do that I, immediately. I have a select set of people who I could work with, but given the circumstances, they don't understand that I've been through a lot as far as business. I've been an mm-hmm. artist for a long time, so I've done shows here and there. I've met with certain people and, and soaked up knowledge from them, but they don't understand. They're looking at me like, okay, you rap, you produce. What do you know about this? But they don't know, like... I try to tell my homie all the time, like, you make certain moves and they mistakes and you don't see them as mistakes because you think you know. You just got to chalk that up as an L and keep it moving. It's just like if they don't want to, like, there's a lot of time. There's so many situations where I feel like, motherfucker, why don't you exactly, just do Exactly, you this? feel me? Why don't like, you just why don't you, listen? <laughs> what, yeah. what are you so, what That's don't real. you see I go through that you with can't him. For, force he, that. He like, go through, he put that on me and I, I, I put it on him. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll say, why you don't do this? And I'll be like, bro, this is how I wanted to, I wanted to do this. Yeah. See, because, it's easy for me to say because I don't do that shit. You feel right. I don't, I don't put myself out there like that. Right, like, but I'm, I'm not the one who, like, you know. You ain't the face. I'm not the face. Right, right and, now and, is the face. Yeah, not even that. Like, that face don't change either. Like, exactly. you know, so that that's that's simple. When being an artist, you have to put yourself out there every day. Mm-hmm. You can go perform if you didn't get a haircut. That's mm-hmm. your, like, that, that that's says exactly. something. Exactly. And to me, I can come here without no haircut and no Exactly, give a fuck. and not give a you fuck. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, all the pressure's on you. It's like, if you put yourself out on World Star and everybody talks shit about that's you, that's your fault. At the moment, low. Hmm. Right. That's the way to do it. Because as an artist, man, it, being an artist in any form is, is extremely difficult. Especially now mm-hmm. that it's easier. 
to be access. It's easier to be an artist. Now mm-hmm. it became more harder for the simple fact that everybody's doing it. Everybody, and and everybody, so there's easy. more competition. Mm-hmm. And there's more hate. There's more this. There's more that. You know, and, and there's uh, so many guys. It's so watered down now. But like, you got to yeah, look at it as a business. Everybody's got to stop looking at it as Chicago. As soon as I start to step back and be like, okay, I know why Kodak Black's going to pop. You know why? Because he's 18 years old and he's skirt, from the skirt, region skirt. of Florida. He is the next Florida artist. People didn't see ah, Kodak Black sucks, but there ain't nobody in his region popping. That dude, Wop, Wop or whatever, got mm-hmm. locked up. He was the only chance that could compete with, with mm-hmm. Kodak Black. So Kodak Black, I knew he was going to be the biggest thing mm-hmm. coming out of that area. But people are just so looking to him, like all his music. Nah, I don't. I ain't really feeling him. But if you take a step back and be like, the genre or the region needs him to come out. Therefore, mm-hmm. he will. One R- quick question. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it was rumored the Fatty Wop did want to come to Chicago, even with the private jet. Nobody the, wants to come to Chicago. And that's why I was going to ask you. They come to Chicago, they perform, they get right back on the point. Did yeah. you, 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 you hear that all the time, huh? From all, from all regions. I, I, all I, these tough bastards. You know hey, look, hey, I was I'm in a Harlem right time in a, in, with Marvel. Marvel's the homie, right? right. I went, he did some shit with like Sirius FM. I was fucking with him out there and, my, and I needed some weed. And I'm like, whoa, what's up? He's like, let's go to my man. She takes him to this high rise in Harlem. We're sitting there. I had my girl with me and everything. And we're in this high rise. And the guy's like, hey, what's smoke? He's talking to me about Chicago, music, blah, blah, blah. I rap too, all that shit. And so we're sitting there talking. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, I'm on the fucking eighth floor in a fucking project building of Harlem. And this dude's asking me for stories, war stories from Chicago. Wow. I'm like, what the? F- I'm looking at my like. You want to hear yeah, his stories? And yeah, shit. I want to look where I'm at. But I've been in the South Bronx, man. Dude, Trust me, like because <laughs> Chicago has that gang for real shit, yeah. and, and it's like they feed they off that. Up. Like I go to different areas, and they want to be what GDs, BDs, but they ain't nowhere mm-hmm. near. Like if any of us moved out to another part of the area we'll and set it. up a trap, we would <laughs> run that shit. I, well, in the I, mortal words of Tretch, he said, "If you ain't never been to the ghetto." We'll never come together. We ain't never been in Chicago. We'll never come to Chicago. Because yes, you would understand Chicago. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll stay the fuck out of Chicago. Hey. Wait, so, is Fetty Wap supposed to be tough? Huh? Fetty Wap is supposed no, to be tough? No, no, no. Let's trip that. Let's trip that. I like the way she asked that, too. But like, you know what? People minute, will like... touch you, and it ain't about that. Yeah, about, he is. And, and it's like, he... you got to pay to play. Like, you got to pay for security. Mm-hmm. You got to get these guys set up where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if you're coming to do your show, you got to put them on point. You got to break bread with them and let them walk around with them. Yeah, they was willing. Clear Channel was gonna fly him here, private jet, get him an escort to the venue, United Center, have their security on him. He performed, get right back in the car, go right back to the private jet. He said, "Fuck that, mm-hmm. y'all keep y'all one twenty. <laughs> I'm not coming." He, he uh, I, I had a, a record executive tell me last week, it's point blank. He says they are scared to come here. Mm-hmm. They are really scared to come here because you can't talk, you can't he, rap that shit and then come here. You mm-hmm. can do all the time. They are scared they're gonna to come here. They're oh. scared. They they're not gonna come here to perform. They don't want to do no radio. They don't want to do nothing it's at niggas all. Niggas who love you, and then there's niggas who like, oh, you talking that gangster shit? He gonna show but, you but, that gangster But it was also shit. rumored that those was his guys that was the chief Into Keith. With chief Keith. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I feel like what they're worried about is rappers. Like they they worried, worried they're worried about, about a little hood rapper that's gonna walk up on Fetty Wap and put yeah. it on YouTube. Like mm-hmm. rappers are terrified of getting punched on camera. Like that's the biggest fear. Like everywhere's <laughs> like, who's there? Well, who's well, here they, they shoot motherfuckers on Facebook Live. Yeah. Shoot that, <laughs> shoot that. But that's a that's a real fear of artists. Yeah. It's like they don't they wanna, don't want to get uh, embarrassed. 
They don't want to get embarrassed because someone could make make their whole career off of punching somebody or stealing yeah. a chain or something like that. Like your whole career could be ruined too. Look at Young Berg. Young Berg got punked so many times that he went in the dark. Still making crazy money on still, the writing. For real. Still, still writing. I'll but like, but at the same time, he can't be an artist no more because he done got punked out. Like like same with with uh Ja Rule and yeah. all these other guys. You get punked out, you know, and then you somebody can't be else got, Was that DJ Nate? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was DJ Nate. You know, Dex, uh, Dex had got a video too, where allegedly he got beat up, and now he's famous. So it doesn't, it doesn't deter everybody. Yeah, Dex do got a video. Yeah, like they, okay. they, he, rap, he raps like he's from Houston. You know that, dude. Ooh, Sauce that. Walker, that's why he you know raps just like he's from Houston. Yeah, that's why Sauce Walker saying. put all them on his cover and shit. Hey, look, um, I appreciate you all both mm. coming out. Yes, sir. Sure, yeah, shared yeah. a lot of. Good I learned a lot. Man. I learned a lot of visual. Right. Yes, sir. That one love should be a single. No word. Quit word. bullshitting. <laughs> yes, sir. I know how to pick them. No <laughs> doubt. Period. No doubt. Hey, he had that. I'm sauce and his house. He did. He did so many songs. <laughs> like, he really should be an A&R. Mama, every day we away from you is another day we close again next to you. If it is to be, it's to be up to me. Shout out to King James for goddamn it coming back. Yeah, yes, and I want to King okay, James. I'm so happy. He did that shit. He punked them boys out. Fuck Steph Curry. They Fuck shots Steph was Curry. gone. Yeah. Fuck Steph Bye, Curry. Bye, Aisha. Fuck Aisha. <laughs> Bye. Hey, I, I didn't want to talk about don't that. Don't disrespect Aisha because that was the first girl I was ever in love with. Oh, because of that. Because yeah. uh, of that song. ABC, right? Yeah. yeah. Dominican Dutch. Hey, Aisha, Aisha, I want to meet you. The king left Cleveland to go to Miami, which he said was his college. Then he came back, got them a championship. He could do whatever he want to do in Cleveland for the rest of his life. Now he's going to go to the Lakers. And he married his husband. <laughs> don't believe that bullshit, that story. I believe it. He has a $20 million crib. He not right going to the I believe he's going to the Lakers. He not going there, bro. Why would you go somewhere his and wife, lose money? He's going to lose. He's not playing that shit. Okay. She's not going nowhere where she's not the finest thing in town. She's gotcha. going to stay right in Akron. Because Rihanna, Rihanna on that ass. <laughs> yeah, Rihanna hey. on that ass. Rihanna, stop being so disrespectful. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast, episode 52. Shout out to these two gentlemen for making it a great one-year anniversary show. Yes, happy anniversary, And I guys. finally pissed off Bree so mad that she wanted to cuss at me out. I'm sorry. Oh, you want some gas money? I got you. Check this out. again. <laughs> Hey, don't ask me for no money if you ain't emptied my balls. Bombs. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud right now. Download, subscribe, review, leave comments.